Yo, 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 what's going on, man? You are listening to Behind the Baller. This is episode 92. I am the Korean Harvey Keitel. And you know what, man? One day, my goal is just to be Ben Yang. My goal is to delete all my social media. Well, at least delete the verified pages and shit and just have a regular ass shit. Not have any of those pages to fuck with. I'm not going to troll nobody. If I go on, it's just because I really want to go on to see something on Twitter. Um, browse shit here and there. But anyways, for the time being, my name is Ben Baller. I am your host for this amazing podcast. Um, lately, I might might have been Ben Humble. You know, I've been pretty giving these past couple months. And uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. You know, it's a tough job. We don't get the same love as moms do. And uh, even on Father's Day, you know, it's crazy. By the way, thank you for everyone who reached out to me during Father's Day. Understand this, man. I'm not really big on you reaching out on a special day because it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, sometimes it's a reason too, but at the same time, I just, I've always been that way. I'm weird about my birthday, um, Thanksgiving, I'm just, you know, if I see you, I see you, you know, but on the phone, it's just... I don't know. Some people just, they use that excuse just to reach out. And I know, look at man, it, it's the thought that counts, but on sometimes it's just really on the holidays, man, I'm just not big on texting on the holidays, man. It's just, you know, especially because I'm in such a blessed position that, um, I mean, my birthday, you know, is no different than almost, you know, last Tuesday, you know, something fucked up could happen on your birthday too. It's just, I don't know, man, the way it is, it's just weird. You know, I, I have what I want. I've put in a lot of work to get where I'm at. So, you know, Father's Day, it's 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 cool, man. People are celebrating it and it's just crazy because on Father's Day yesterday, the it was trending number one, but Mother's Day is trending number three. It's like, why they always gotta fucking come and salt our shit out? We we've been respecting moms for so long. And some people haven't, but I'm saying I have. Okay. I've respected mothers. I've never disrespected a mom before. But look, man. We should get more due credit. You know, most of the time we are the breadwinners in the house. And um, I know a lot of people, they definitely come together. You know, they, they put two incomes and everything, right? I'm not saying my wife doesn't want to work or she can't. Her job's already tough enough as it is. But look, man, even if you've been a shitty father, you can make it up, man. There's a certain cutoff point where you can't. Kids figure shit out at four, five, six, you know, but... They lack that dad figure. You know, I feel like right around junior high, if you ain't there right at the beginning of junior high, man, it, you you lost. And some people could think, you know, it's, oh, it's way before that. But I'm saying that's like where the cutoff for real is, okay? Because I think about my dad's fuck-ups, and I think my life was good up until about I was 12 when they got divorced. Even though I was getting my ass beat and all the shit that was going on, at least we were a family and we were all together. And I just think about, you know, the times of uh, all sitting down at the dinner table and just everything. It was really traditional until my family got, until my parents got divorced. And then, um, you know, the ass whoopings hit different. You know, uh, I rebelled. I was uh, unhappy. I was sad. I was the youngest in the family. You know what I'm saying? I was a kid. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And uh, I was running the streets. And I just think with my dad, it's a different situation. You know, he tried at a certain point, And I think, again, it was just too late, man. He tried like in high school 
And then after that, I got kicked out of school and it was kind of like he didn't want me to be around. So, you know, I'd go to the Bay and live with my brother and that fucked up our relationship because my brother was my idol. And then, you know, my brother became my dad, my guardian. So it was like a fucked up situation. He didn't ask for that. You know, he just tried to do what he could do. And um, again, man, it, sometimes it is too late, man. People say, oh, it's never too late, man. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Even the most confident, cocky motherfucker like me. Sometimes it is too late. You need to put it to motherfucking rest. Because trying to go harder is just going to make it worse. People don't realize that shit, man. It's just that, you know, it's people have different views. But uh, again, man, the damage has been done with me and my father. And uh, he was still on some enforced discipline shit. He was on the All Lives Matters, like that type of shit, right? And I was on some Black Lives Matter shit. And it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't popping. Um, they say you inherit habits from your parents. Let me tell you this, man. Besides my father's bad temper, from my dad's bad temper, all Korean men have bad tempers, right, I guess. But besides my dad's bad temper and my mom's, like, extremely um, just, she's just a workaholic. And my, my mom's hustle. I, besides those two things, I'm completely the opposite of, of my father and my mom. And especially as a parent, period, you know. Who I am as a dad and as as a parent is nowhere near. And that's not to say, look, man, I love my mom, you know, and everything. It's just, I'm just totally different. But Father's Day is a great time. Being a dad is the greatest gift ever. Like, fucking ever. You could be a dad at 17. You could be a dad at 25. You could be a dad. Man, look, though. You know, sometimes you can't, you know, they say you can't choose. I think that's bullshit, man. Look, man, at a very young age. At fuck, I lost my virginity at 12, okay? And I don't know what happened, but thank fucking God the chick didn't get pregnant. I don't know what the fuck. I didn't know, I didn't know shit about nothing. You got to remember, this was 1985 when I lost my virginity, okay? And then I didn't see no pussy again until I was 16. But just from paying attention to disease and everything, I just listened, you know? Like some of you motherfuckers don't listen about masks, and I'm talking about N95 masks, Okay, or something that's just overkill. Some of you don't have the money. Sometimes you guys want to invest in something else. Man, fuck your streetwear shirts. Fuck your Gucci sweats. Fuck your Louis Vuitton jacket or bag or anything. Man, look, you know how many KN95 fucking masks you can get for some of that shit just so that you can be, you know, situated and set yourself up for later and not have to worry about a hospital bill that could cost a grip because I know a lot of motherfuckers don't have health care. But I knew at a young age that. I didn't want to be a dad. That was guaranteed. So your pullout game is weak. You know, that's on you, period. It takes two, but at the same time, look, man, you could be smart. You can be like, fuck this. All right, look, at my dick will be hard in a little bit as well, whatever. Come prepared, have condoms on you. For those out there cheating and shit, I don't know what to say, man. That's on you guys, you know, um, but birth control. I mean, it's just, it's just preparation, but... Again, when you become a dad, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. It's at least 20, 25 years of major. And then after that, it's like, man, all right, well, all that work you put in during that time, you're praying to God that that person ends up being a good person in society. And, you know, you, like I said all the time, people are like, oh, yeah, I'm a pet. You know, I mean, I have pets. Uh, you know, I have three cats and four dogs. And, you know, I'm, I love them to death. I mean, look, man, you could love your dog more than anything in the fucking world as soon as you see that baby come out of the woman's womb and that's your dna that's your baby 
all that shit goes out the window. All right. Your dog is, is second, third, fucking nowhere near close to that baby. Okay. At the same time, you don't have to worry about what a dog is going to be in society, how it's going to be looked at in the world and judged and everything. It's not even an issue. It's not going to carry on your legacy, your last name and all that shit. Okay. Being a dad is the greatest thing ever. I'll never fucking forget the day London was born. I couldn't fucking sleep. I couldn't think. I couldn't see straight. I was so fucking excited, man. Went to Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital and man, he was born, you know, and it's fucking crazy because London was born August 24th, 2012, all right? He was born at 12.07. He was seven minutes away from having the same fucking birthday as Kobe Bryant. And I was always talking about, oh man, we're about to get, man, shit, it's, it's, it's going to be had the same birthday as Kobe. And um, it ended up being doper. He was born on 8.24. 824. How crazy is that? 8 and 24. And um, I was really hoping he'd be number 23 because London, I mean, Ryder and Kaya were born on the 23rd of Ryder was May and Kaya's uh, July next month. So, you know, they all have been 23s, right? I don't know. I'll never forget Ryder's birthday, Ryder's, the day he was born. It was, uh, it hit different. It wasn't the same as London. It wasn't mean I loved them less. It just, was I was I was more prepared. And um when Kaya was born, it was a whole different thing because I was finally having a girl. And uh it, it's just a trip, man. By the way, shout out to Dr. Madrano, my wife's OBGYN, um, Jose Madrano. He, he's a dope ass, amazing fucking doctor, Filipino dude from New York, drives a Harley Davidson, the motherfucker's a badass. He's <laughs> he's really a badass motherfucker. By the way, I need to stop the tape. Hold on, man. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Vince Laxon. Vince just had his baby. Vince had his first baby three days ago. He is a father for the first time. This is something he's been wanting for, like, I think Vince thought he was going to be a bit dad about eight years ago, maybe nine years ago. Things worked out differently for him. And now he is a father. Congrats to you and Daisy. Congrats on having Luna. Um, he had a baby girl. It's beautiful, so precious. So small, but it's just so precious. And this is his first uh, Father's Day. It has just been an amazing time. Being a dad is just the greatest thing in the world. That's why I don't care about so much anymore. It's really just about them and all my things that I want to do, all my washed activities, even the Day and Buster shit is, is tied in with them. But Father's Day was dope. Uh, my wife got Ribs USA, which is in Burbank, California, and she got a big-ass platter. That was so much fucking shit. Had hot links, had chicken wings, had motherfucking... Um, Baked chicken, uh, beef ribs, pork ribs, cornbread, macaroni salad, potato salad, baked potatoes. Yo, she baked cookies. We just, I was so fucking sick. I ate, swam. I was, I was, man, it was crazy. But it was a really good Father's Day. Just chilled. And um, like I should, again, motherfuckers is still quarantining because we have to, because of London. So many motherfuckers really just have no idea that. This shit is no joke. And it's coming around worse and worse. And, you know, just because 2 million Americans isn't 330, look, man, that's still a lot of motherfuckers, okay, that got that shit. And people are like, oh, well, no, motherfucker, again. They're saying it's going to be over 200,000 by September. Look, man, by the time this shit is, it's going to be record deaths, period. So speaking of deaths, Real quick, man, I want to talk about this cancel culture shit again. It's so fucking stupid, man. You know, I open Twitter 
and I see the trending topics, and that's like one of the first things I look at more than Instagram or anything else. Twitter's my shit. Twitter's my shit more than any other social media app. I don't fuck with Facebook. I got a verified page. I have no idea what the fuck's going on in there. People can say I'm fucking gay and everything else. I honestly don't even know. But as far as my uh, my personal Facebook page, I have like 300 friends on there. It's like real actual people that I know know that I went to school with or something. And like, it, there's no like casual friends on there. People like I really know. Um, so going back, I don't even know how to fuck say his last name. Um, that dude from Baby Driver, it's fucking, uh, is it Ansel or Ensel? Elgort, whatever, some shit, whatever his name is, right? I see that he's trending. And I'm like, all right, what's this little cute motherfucker trending for? And apparently some girl had said that he had raped her. And not only did he rape her, he raped her when she was 17 or 16 or 15 or some shit. And she threw these years out and then people are like, oh, fuck you, you're fucking lying, blah, blah, whatever. You don't know this motherfucker. And then she posts screenshots of the Snapchats that, that you know, they had, her, his private Snapchat, the DMs, all this other stuff. And uh, I know this dude got like 20 million followers or some shit. He, I know he's real popular. Anyway, so, you know, this girl posts selfies with him in bed. I'm like, oh shit, you know, okay. So she knows this dude, that's for damn sure. Says some crazy story that he uh, took her virginity. He's like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, he's like I guess he basically jammed his cock in her and the whole nine. And, you know, I'm not going to get into super details, but he, she was very vivid and descriptive about the whole situation. And, you know, the shit caught wind, went viral. This motherfucker was trending in the top, like, fuck, maybe three or four. At least in the USA he was. Other places he might have been trending number one. And, you know, immediately what people do, they just, they believe immediately what's going on. They don't give a fuck. Like, oh, you know how tough it is to these stories and what women go through. But look, man, I'm not saying it's not. But man, a Twitter court, you know, and again, yes, seems like they knew each other. Just because motherfuckers were in the same bed that they dated, everything else, that don't mean that she's telling the truth. I didn't say she lied. I'm just saying immediately a million people go to Ansel's fucking Instagram page and starts commenting, leaving crazy comments, this, that, and the third, all this crazy shit. Then the next day, Cole Sprouse, I don't know anything about this dude, but he's also another little fucking little pretty boy popular dude. They go to his page and start saying all this shit. And supposedly he disabled his page, or I don't know what the fuck happened, but I see Bieber's name thrown in the mix. And I'm like, all right, hold on now. Wait a second. For those of you who don't know, and for those of you who do know, listen, for those of you guys who say, I don't give a fuck, turn this fucking podcast off. You stupid, dumb fucking idiot. Period. You obviously came on here because for some way or another, either I motivated you, my life was interesting to you somehow or some way. I will say this. Somewhere between the pop fandom and all the little weird pop culture shit, I met Justin Bieber, we became friends, that's my dude, even though his dad is a year younger than me, it doesn't matter, I don't even fucking know his dad, I just know this is my guy, we've traveled the world, this is my bro, I've been in this dude's, I've been in many situations to where I can make an assessment, could I put it past him, could I do, and so people say, oh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past him, certain things, yes, I can judge, I can make those decisions, Biebs is not and motherfucker might be persistent at times here and there. First of all, dude is married and he's very bad his wife. I don't see this motherfucker being uh, creeping not at this point right now. This chick said he raped her in Austin, Texas, and all this other crazy shit. And he actually 
said, you know what, usually I disregard these things. And he went out there and said, fuck this. I'm about to address this shit and nip it in the butt. He posted receipts of where he was, who he was with, the whole nine, everything. I mean, he, he went thorough. And I'm just wondering with this cancel culture shit, like the first question, are you guys fucking sane? Are you guys like, what the fuck is wrong with so many people? Like you guys are so depressed and so miserable and so sad. Like, and even if you have nobody and that's all you have is the internet, fuck man. Like, shit, there's gotta be another way. There's gotta be something else. I don't, exactly know what it is because I, I I couldn't let myself get that way and I don't want to have a bunch of friends. I don't care how many followers I have, you know, and I'm not trying to make new friends. I'm very, not necessarily standoffish, but I have a very certain way of my friendships, you know, like I, I need my space. I have three kids. I got three businesses, man. I don't have a lot of time for other new people in my life, okay? And I know people have a hard time making one friend, But it's like, that's what happens when you give a 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old who isn't even an adult yet and doesn't know how to control their their emotions or anything. It's different. When you see a 38-year-old woman, a 52-year-old woman speaking about something, sorry, you have to look at it a different way. But Bieber, you know, he addressed all that shit. And again, look, the problem is all it takes is one lie. One wrong person, you know, and you can't be submitted to Twitter court, okay? The receipts these days are good, man. Some of these are fake as fuck. I had some girl who said that I had sent her a bunch of DMs, whatever. She sent this shit to a bunch of fucking blogs, sent it to the Shade Room. My girl Fee from um, Gossip in the City, she used to have a page called Famulous. She is the coldest gossip website there. I've never seen nothing. This girl has. She breaks stories more than anybody I've ever seen. I don't know how the fuck she does it, but all the way up to fucking Trump, to political, to mostly in, in black culture, but she is no joke. Fee, man, girl, you are crazy. But um, some chick made up some story and then she had messaged one of my friends, Christine Mendoza, and Christine was like, hey, I just want to let you know that you know should be careful and blah, blah, blah. Bitch, what are you talking about? And I don't mean that because I love Christine. That's my fam. But I meant it in a term of endearment. Like I was kind of like, hold on, bitch. Are you crazy? Like, nah, man, you bugging. And come to find out, I spent, and this is different. This was like four years ago or so or five years ago. Now, I couldn't scroll through those that many DMs. It was take just too fucking long and DMs don't even go back. It's just, you know, I was able to f- kind of somewhat recognize the, the name and I scrolled, scrolled, scrolled. And I spent 30, I remember I was at the outside of the Aria in Valet waiting for a car to pick me up and I found the DM. And I said, here we go. I screen recorded, took a screen recording of me scrolling through, boom, current time, what day it was, what time it was exactly, so things you could see that it wasn't old, it wasn't anything. Go and find the page, boom. And it was like a 45, 50 second video. And I sent it to me. I was just like, all right, well, boom, there it is. So look, man, the crazy thing is a girl who accuses a man of rape, even if she's lying, that accusation stays with the man forever. It fucking permanently puts a, not even a bruise, it puts a fucking black cloud. It's fucked up, okay? You have to hold these women accountable, all right? I'm seeing way too many fucking accusations. I don't give a fuck if it's been 20 years, if it's been three months, if you're 22. Look, man, it's what you can prove, 
Okay? Sounds fucked up. It Manuel can be frustrating as fuck. At the same time, there are too many bad apples out there. There's too many truly miserable people in the world who just want to see other people be unhappy with them. Like I said before in a different example, unsuccessful people gravitate towards each other. And then they create unsuccessful crews. And then the funny thing is they become haters and then they try to pour glass and make you drink that glass of haterade. And then they try to pour other people glasses. Then they go out and they just become haters and they just, that's what they're successful in, in being a hater. And it's fucking crazy. And it's like, sometimes when I look at some of my haters and the people that know me, they don't really know much about me. They know exactly what they might know because they work for me or certain things. And they don't even think about the fact like, yo man, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even be in the position you're in right now to hate me. Fucking weirdos. But yeah, this cancel culture shit got to chill. It, it's really disgusting. And it's unfortunate. It's sad because there are people out there who, who deserve to be put out, you know, like like the Harvey Weinsteins and Jeff, you know, Jeffrey Epsteins and obviously even Donald Trump. I'm not putting out there like some rumor shit. That motherfucker has been accused for decades. And I've heard about it. Man, again, I've met Donald Trump several times. I've been in a room with Donald Trump like five times. You know, I always forget that Tyler and fucking Taco had that picture with fucking Trump. You know what I'm saying? Tyler, the creator, shit is incredible. With that said, look, man, this is the weekend wrap up. Father's Day has been amazing. I want to get to these fan questions. We don't have a whole lot of them. Jordan's been kind of sifting through them, making sure they're just the right ones. I don't want to spend too much time on fan questions, but we got fan questions coming up. So Lakey Lake, LL, my man at Lakey, can you put that motherfucking music down so I could jump into these questions. Yo, Miles, we'll take a break. So check it out, y'all. I'm very excited to introduce you all to our newest sponsor, Theragun. The stress of daily life weighs on us all. Whether you're an elite athlete or entrepreneur or just a regular person trying to get through the day. Muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. I battle it every single day. That's why I use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a brushless motor that's so quiet, you'll even wonder if it's on. All while you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitute for Theragun Gen 4 with the personalized Theragun app and the power you need. Don't look at those Amazon ads or anything else you see on Instagram. Theragun is the real deal. There's nothing like it. Starting at only $199 for a limited time, an investment in your well-being. Go to theragun.com baller right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. I can't recommend Theragun enough. I use mine every day, all the time, at home, and on the go. That's theragun.com slash baller. Theragun.com slash baller.
Yo, what up, guys? Um, yeah, man. So it is uh, the time of the show, the weekend wrap up. We do this twice a month now. Uh, I'm debating about doing it maybe once a month. I don't know yet. Uh, I do want to get guests back on the show. Uh, my internet situation has gotten a little better. I'm going to figure it out. Again, man, I mean, I'd love to do it in a room where I can like control the situation, you know, have booties, um, foot booties, have masks and things like that. My wife is, it's sometimes just not worth dealing with the headache. And I get it because she has to be that way because if she's not, you know, something could slip up and Lennox could get sick. And it's just been, we've been really good with not having him sick. And, you know, anyways, there will be a jackass of the week today. We're going to get into these fan questions. This is the Barter Show when you go and leave a five-star review and for your review... You could, uh, <laughs> I'm reading some of these questions. This guy's fucking hilarious, man. Um, you leave a five-star review and you leave it in question format. And so here we go. Um, Mr. Cooper 19 writes, hey, bro, love the podcast. My question is, if you ever heard of medium rare podler or potter, medium rare potter. And I have no idea what the fuck that is. And would you ever consider going on the podcast of having Kai Bentley on their podcast and having... Kai Bentley on your podcast. Kai's my boy. Levi's my boy. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, there'd be some things to talk about. I like both them dudes, man. They're good dudes, man. Um, I actually have some things I want to ask Levi, man. It'd be a trip. Uh, I gotta. This, this shit's hilarious, man. Some dude left a review named Jonathan Rock. 100% Trump supporter. 100% fucking into things. Guy puts, still talks about COVID-19. I have no idea when the fuck. Skip 10 to 15 shows so I could skip ben, Ben's COVID rant. Just heard the recent episode and he's still ranting about it. Shaking my head. He repeats himself over and over and over and over and over. Uh, Jonathan Rockman, you know what? You like making out your mom too much. And just because she said you're a good kisser don't mean that she's right. Okay, so you need to chill out, man. Uh, Chiseled writes, just a shout out, my son's Vader and V. I don't know what that says, but what up, Ben Baller? Been following you since I seen your minivan all tricked out, which caught my eye and my homie. Also told me to start listening to your podcast. Been hooked ever since. And I put my alarm on my phone for every Monday and Thursdays. Look forward to hearing you spit about game from everything relevant in the world. Uh, just wanted to know if you could give a shout out to my two sons, eight and four years old, Vader Ventura and Valer Ventura. And yes, that's their real names. Wanted V names that aren't too common. Hopefully this gets on your questions. You put them out there to hear the shout outs. Yo, man, shout out to Vader. Shout out to Valer or Valor. That's a dope ass name. Last name Ventura is dope as fuck. Vader, that shit is that's hard. Look, man, I don't I never ever thought it was, you know, it was a bad thing to name your kid something not common. It's just when you name your kid like, hey man, my name's my kid's name is uh Mercedes Benz E five hundred. Or my son's name is fucking, you know, McLaren. Like, I don't know, man. Like, bro, do what you want. But man, look shout out to your eight and four year old. I have an almost eight year old and I have a, a six year old, so I can't say it but the four. Shout out to you, dude. And thank you for listening to the show and um, go to the next question. Araz713, I assume he's from Houston, writes, guilty pleasure. What up, Ben? I fought liking the podcast at first, but organically just kept coming back. Uh, dope content. I'm looking for a nice beach getaway next year for my anniversary. Any cool off-the-radar island you recommend? Love the show. Keep being you. Um, I mean, nothing's really off the radar. I mean, how far do you want to go? You know, Bora Bora and Fiji Islands are far as fuck, you know? I mean, if Maldives and Bali weren't so far, I would like them more. But just the fact that it's just, it's not, like, I don't have that kind of time to be sitting somewhere for two weeks, you know? Uh, my personal assistant, he will take a break and go somewhere for, like, 
shit a month or so and just chill out on the fucking beach. He loves the water. Shout out to Sean, man. Sean's a hardworking motherfucker. I think if you are trying to go to an island, Turks and Caicos, you know, St. Bart's, uh, you know, even actually I would stay away. I mean, you know, right now, I don't know, man, just because of uh, what's going on with um, with COVID, even though next year, I don't know, man, I, I would say Turks and Caicos, bro. I would fuck with that. I would fuck with St. Bart's. Cabo's on an island. So, you know, you want an island. Uh, I wouldn't go to the Bahamas, man. You know, it's, it's that's definitely way common. Yeah, that, that that's the best thing I could suggest, man. Leon141414 writes, yo, OG, huge supporter of the podcast, been following since day one. Could you get Solomon Drin on the show to talk business and supercars? Um, you know, what's funny is, is I thought about Alejandro the other day. Uh, I was talking to one of his, uh, one of an ex-close friend of his that they're all, and something happened. I have no idea what the fuck. I don't really care. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been on drives with Alejandro. He's a cool dude. Uh, I get him on the show, you know. Um, I don't think he really fucks with cars too much anymore. I don't know. I think he's really deep into the mezcal thing. But you know what, man? I'm going to mark that down. Yo, Jordan and Miles, can you mark that down? At Salamondrin, S-A-L-O-M-O-N-D-R-I-N. Jordan, write that down, please. I'm actually going to reach out to Alejandro. He's, uh, you know, he's got a fan base. People fuck with him. We'll see what's up. And I'm, I got no issues with dude. He's cool with me. Sifornia Cal. I, I don't know, man. Okay. Sifornia Cal, I guess. I don't know. Uh, dope podcast, Ben. Ben Baller show dope as fuck. Thanks for consistency and free game. I have a question. I was wondering what you'd recommend. The first place to start monetizing a brand new podcast would be any tips with it long term. Thank you, California Cal. Um, monetizing. I mean, when you're brand new, there's nothing you can do except try to build an audience, you know. And I'm not talking about 17 people or 40 or 50. And I'm not dissing anybody. It's just, you know, you got to build an audience. You got to put it out there and and somehow make sure, you know, people out there listening. You know, um, I don't support clickbait. That's never been my thing. If I ever talk about something that's really, you know, that's what it is. But, um, you know, you have to build an audience. Once you build an audience, I mean, there's a bunch of people out there that are, that are doing, you know, ad space things and everything else. And it's not super tough. You could do it organically, you know. You don't have to always go with the with the basic things. You don't have to go to Quip Toothbrush or go to Echelon Bike or things like that. You know, you can go to, you know, uh, Sung's Dry Cleaners or whatever the fuck it may be. You know, I have no idea how local it is, you know, what global situation you're in. It, you look sound like you're from California. You know, I mean, fuck, you just got to find your audience. When you do that, then you can flourish. Um, Amleo72 writes, I'm traveling in August. Sup, Ben? Shout out to from the Bay Area, Hercules, California. I uh, got some airline tickets for a trip we planned to Cabo at the end of July. Curious to know if I should still continue with my trip with my fans. I know Mexico lifted the quarantine period from the U.S. Keep up the great work. Been listening since episode one. By the way, my wife tested for the antibody last night and she ended up positive. She was sick back on Super Bowl Sunday with my mom and my son both getting sick a week and two weeks later. Strangely, my daughter and I never got it. Yo, let me tell you something, Leo. Go and do your fucking thing. If your wife got it, I'm assuming you tested positive for it or whatever, or your family. I don't know how big of a, you know, of a family you guys are rolling with. Um, I would just suggest that, you know, you wear masks, have gloves. Um, if anybody has a pre-existing health condition, I would avoid it completely. But if you feel like you guys are good now, why not? And if the hotel is open, because a lot of hotels aren't, 
Again, just be mindful. You know, stay the fuck away from people. Invest in some masks. If you're there for a week, invest in four different masks for each of you guys. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's just in case. If you're there for a week, you know, three masks, depending on how much, you know, you know, talking, how much, you know, people you're around, whatever. And just be careful. You know, chlorine in a pool definitely helps. Um, the ocean, certain things. But again, just try to fucking avoid being 10 feet from somebody and try to have a good fucking time, man. As long as you're safe. You ain't talking about LA, you're talking about whatever. I don't know, man. It's a hard one to tell people how to, how to stay in their house. It's different from me because my son is, you know, high risk. Um, and on top of that, you know, I'm just, we're just being careful, period. Pusha four eight, or eight writes, what's up, Ben? Episode one of Behind the Baller Pod listener. Big fan from you before the podcast. Was wondering what type of suspension setup do you have in the 488 and how you like your rebound setting? Just slammed my car on the ground. I was wondering how you like your ride when super low. I'm in NorCal for reference on road conditions. Uh, thanks, Pasha. You didn't tell me what kind of car you have, bro, and I have no idea. Um, I don't know if you have a 488. Do you have a 488? If you do, I'm going to be honest with you, man. There's only one suspension company that makes... Look, I, don't, I really fully don't support Air Ride. I don't even support it low-key. Even my boy Paul from Van Culture, he lives by it. It's a different thing when you're on a minivan and you have certain conditions on an exotic car. I'm very particular about what I have. And when it comes to suspension on an exotic car, I've only gone Novatech because they make the best springs there are in the world. All right. Um, when it comes to my suspension, I don't have to worry about my rebound setting because... Most of my cars already have a coilover suspension. So, you know, I kind of have it a little bit on the higher level, a little bit more, not necessarily rough, but I would say a little more stiff. But when you have a Ferrari, there is a button on your steering wheel that adjusts the damper on your suspension. Any other way I couldn't do it, it's too bumpy, it's too Japanese feeling or anything. All my cars that are slammed, as soon as I start the car, I push the damper button and it changes everything and my car rides tits. It's fucking fantastic. It's incredible. Um, Mof, oh, Mo fucking Danny, uh, fan question. Have you watched 30 for 30, Be Water on it? Yes, Pinot Bruce Lee. If so, what are your thoughts? Thank you for all the free game. Been listening to you since episode one. And prior to that, read your blog at IFCO. Danielle from the Crow Reservation in Montana. Um, Danielle, girl, I don't, look at man, guy or girl, 30 for 30 is fucking amazing. It was so good. Um, there's so much I didn't know about Bruce Lee's life. I was just a big fan of knowing what I did. I don't want to go research. I wasn't, I'm not a stan or nothing like that. I knew as much as, you know, I needed to from every movie that he's ever put out. I've seen all of them. 30 for 30 B water is fucking amazing. It is insanely. I had no idea that he was a child actor. I had no idea that. You know, I knew he lived in San Francisco. I know he was born there. I know he was an American citizen. I know he went back. Um, you know, I know his history about Washington. But I didn't know, like, to the extent of, you know, how much acting he did as a kid and when he came back and, you know, the racial injustices he was fi fighting back then with. You know, I was a big fan of Mickey Rooney when I was a kid and him and Dean Martin and stuff. And and then seeing Breakfast at Tiffany's, you know, I didn't think about it because I've seen it once. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a classic film, Audrey Hepburn, whatever. And then you see Mickey Rooney acting a jackass. And you're like, oh, ho, 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 and hella super extra fucking oriental, just fucked up. And you know, like John Wayne being Genghis Khan and just like, you know how fucking crazy it'd be if they did a documentary on Kobe Bryant's life and it was played by Jake Paul or some shit. That, that's how disrespectful this whole Kung Fu shit that was going on and just 
the way he was so strong about fighting the racial and political situation in China and Hong Kong and the protests and stuff. And he, man, that motherfucker was an idol, man. Man, Bruce is so badass. If you guys have not seen the 30 for 30 Be Water on ESPN, you need to watch that shit. It is fucking phenomenal. It is so good. Thank you, Danielle, for um being a supporter. Appreciate you. Uh, S Chan 461 writes, Steve from Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York here. Ben, longtime follower. I've been following you since you were on Dub Magazine 2006, 2007. My question is, would you ever consider getting LASIK to improve your vision? What are your thoughts on LASIK? Thanks. Uh, Steve, brother, thank you for supporting. Let me tell you something real quick. I was a big fan. I wanted to do it. I don't know what took so long. I was thinking about it for a very long time. Um, my bro Q, he did it. I have a few friends who did it. And um, I didn't know this. You can't get LASIK done after you're 240. It doesn't really work. It don't work. And then there's parts of LASIK where, you know, like sometimes they say you can't really look super sharp up close. And um, my eyesight's really not that good anymore, right? Which is crazy. But I always wanted to do it. And I know Tiger Woods did it and it helped his golf game and certain things for looking at long distances and far away and shit. And I've always loved the fact that I had 2015 vision. You know, I had perfect better than perfect vision. And um, it, it just, it, well, by the time it came to the time for me to do my, my veneers and other stuff and things, I was too late and I was really bummed out because I found a really amazing doctor who was down to do it for fucking free and um, in exchange for post, but he's like, yo, bro, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. You know, I want you to work with me, but this ain't gonna work for you. And uh, I don't know about you, but from what I've been heard, from what I've heard, what I've heard from what I've been told from my friends, a lot of people get it done in Korea. A lot of people say LASIK in Korea is a lot better. I believe that in a certain sense is because a lot of people go to Korea for surgeries. They go there for when they have health issues or anything. It's crazy. I don't know what it is, but Korean healthcare is fucking amazing. And just science out there is just different with medical shit and everything. It's just, it's, it's dope. So I'm all for it, bro. I, you know, let me know how it goes and come back on here and leave a question and and, uh, and uh, review and tell me how, you, how it was. Young Dulo writes, love the podcast, bro. What was your first reaction of being one of the artists on Project 2020? Uh, did you collect cards or invest in cards before Project 2020? Great podcast, keep spitting knowledge. Um, Young Dulo, my first reaction to being um, one of the artists on Project 2020 was I didn't know what to think. I had no real feelings or anything. I was like, all right, cool, fuck, I'm gonna design some cards and hey, let's see how this goes. And I just treated it as a normal project, you know? I'm like, all right, I'm doing press. Okay, cool, boom, here I am. Um, it's not like a bunch of us have met each other. You know, I know Mr. Cartoon, I know Don C, we're friends in real life, we've hung out. Um, it's not like all of us got in a room. Maybe that might happen. Maybe it not. I have no idea. But, uh, I, you know, I was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to design some cards. As it gone along, it's pretty crazy. You know how this is going. It's nuts. Um, I'm wondering, is there going to be a Project 21? And, and, you know, and are they going to do the same people? Like, I don't know. Is I, I don't think about it too much. Uh, did you collect cards or invest in cards before Project 2020? If uh, you've been listening to the show, then you would know that I was, you know, from probably around 83 to like 90, 91, I collected cards. And uh, when I could really go out in the streets and kind of when I was older, it's different when I was a little kid, I buy my liquor stores, you know, they had the tops cards there, boom, right out of Fleer. They had them right on the, on the counter of the, of the liquor store. Um, and I'd buy them at 25 cents, 50 cents, whatever it was. And, and you know, I'd just trade cards, we'd have fun. It was just nice to have cards. And we would play cards where, you know, you have the higher number or whatever in the back and all that shit. Um, yeah, man. And thank you again for listening to the show. Uh, last question is Will Sleaze. 
amazing podcast, big fan, love the pod, been following you since the YouTube show days. Um, will you be picking up that RS6 wagon? Uh, I'm super stoked about that car finally coming to the U.S., but that 130K sticker is crazy. Also, if you can drive a modern-day muscle car, which would you choose? GT500, a ZL1, C8, Vet, Challenger, Charger. Um, You know what, man? I was such a huge fan of that RS6, man, and just the fact that it took fucking, you know, 15 years to get here, 14, however long it took, I'm man, fuck that car now. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. At 130K, though, you know, um, I don't know. I, again, I, I love wagons. I have been trying to find a low mileage E63 or E55, like a low mileage wagon. I just, I just, I like wagons. Uh, you know, I love shooting brakes. I have my GTC4 Luso. We're going to get into that in a second about what, what just happened with all this stuff in my cars. But when it comes to modern day muscle, uh, ZL1 has never been my, it's just not my thing. Um, the only time I really liked Mustangs was like from like 88 to like 93, you know, what were that, what were they called? Not the raccoon. What the fuck were they called? Fuck man. That 93 fucking Cobra, that fucking, uh, the, the LX fastbacks too. What the fuck was that? I forgot what those years must, those are my favorite Mustangs. Um, the C8 vet, I am just not a fan of. So when you're talking about modern day here, I just can't do it. So you know what? I think it'd have to be a challenger or a charger. Um, the Challenger is just kind of big, man. That's why I didn't pick up a Demon. I don't know. Um, I owned a Charger before. It, you know, it might be a Charger. It'd be a Hellcat Charger. It wouldn't be a Hellcat Challenger, even though Challengers look badass when you get them lowered, wide body and shit and everything, right? But I don't know, man. It might be a Charger if it was a modern-day muscle car. But that is it. So, uh, Miles, could you cue some music up, man? Yeah, let's, let's, let's end the show. I got some shit to talk about. We'll be right back. Let me just call it out again, man. You are listening to Behind the Baller Podcast. This is a very special podcast. This is a unique podcast. It is definitely a business show. No matter how much lifestyle shit I talk, at the end of the day, I want everyone to win. I want everyone to push forward. And I want everyone to be motivated to do better in life. Okay? When you reach a goal, you get somewhere. And even though me personally, I feel like I haven't reached my, my real goals, man, they're so far ahead of where I'm at right now that I probably never get to them, but I'm so good and so blessed that I, I don't need to. So look, man, this is behind the baller. Make sure you let people know. I'm letting you know now, let people know. Tell your friends about the show, man. You know, we stay in that top 100, the top 40, every time we drop, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we hit that top 10, top 20, uh, depending on what the, what the topics are. But uh, look, man, this weekend we had, we had uh, PML Quick Strike. It was the second one of the year. Uh, the last one was for charity. This one was for kind of a charity as well. Very difficult because of COVID. And um, as much as people were talking shit in, in um, the, the comments and stuff, understand this, man. Anyone I was talking to had to have a mask on. I wasn't next to anybody that didn't have a mask on. Most people I know are, are serious about it. They're not fucking idiots. And uh, I'm not name calling. I'm, I'm truth talking. Yeah, it was a dope event. And uh, it wasn't that early this time, which was crazy. You know, I do a little pre-meet. It's different. It was, uh, we had way more people 
at the last event show up early. And then this time we, we had a lot of people still, it was a good run. It was good. It's just, you know, it's getting more difficult with the police. Plus it is COVID, but, um, it was a nice one. Uh, let me rewind a little bit and I'll get back into the quick strike. I did say on the last episode that I was working on something really big and I was working on a deal, you know, prior, maybe a day before that on a car, on a hypercar, local. When I say local, I'm saying um, within, you know, uh, 50 miles of, of my home. And uh, my boy, Michael Gunsberg, he worked the deal out. It was all good. There it is. Boom. And the crazy part was, look, man, I have an 800 plus credit score. You know, I own two multi-million dollar properties. Uh, I have seven cards upwards of, you know, what, a couple mil probably right there. So on Monday, I finally, finally, finally got rid of my Urus. On Monday night, I got rid of my 4x4. That right there, um, the 4x4 was like, what, 225. The Urus was like 250. So that right there is freeing up 475, okay? Um, my payment on the Urus was like 27. My payment on the, on the 4x4 was like 24. So that's 5,100 right there, just cleared, okay? So I was gonna get rid of my Pista and get rid of my GTC4 Luso. And both those cars have been serviced, clean, boom. The, the, the fucking Pista has 500 miles. The Luso, I've put, I don't know, I bought the car used with like 5,800. I might've put 2,000 miles in the car. I love the car and I barely, still barely drove it. I've had it over a year. Um, I, I have a lot of cars, so I don't really drive. I don't put a lot of miles on cars. So with that said, that was gonna free up. My Luso was what, 380,000 and my Pista was uh, almost 500 grand. So right there again, uh, was at 475 and then add the 380. So that's 855 right there, okay? And then you add, no, my bad. Hold on one second. Let me, let me break out this motherfucking calculator while you people are sitting here thinking like, the fuck is Ben talking about? All right, you got the motherfucking four by four at 225, okay? And then we got the fucking, uh, the Urus at 250, okay? And then we got the GTC4 Luso at 380, okay? And then we got my Pista at just under 500 bands, okay? So what do we have there? We got 1.35 million, okay? So that covers the purchase of my car. Meaning at the same time too, I'm talking about payments and everything, whatever, you know, fuck, you know, I ain't gonna bring up insurance and how expensive all that shit is for everything, right? But my um, my Pista payment's like around 4,500. My GTC4 Luso payment was different because I put a shitload of money down the car. So that was 2,200, okay? Um, the four by four payment again was was like twenty three hundred, and then uh, the the US payments twenty seven hundred. Okay, so that's almost twelve bands in payments, right? That I do every single month, whatever it is. The crazy part is this car was less than that on the payments. So, anyways, they needed more information. They needed financials. I had all this stuff. Then they wanted to see tax returns. And then at the same time, I had um, someone get involved and tell me they had a better deal for me. Now, time is of the essence because by the time we agreed on the final price, we're in a pandemic right now. Anyone buying a million dollar car is a fucking psychopath, right? Only me, just because I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, it is the time now. I have no debt. I have everything that's going good for me. Um, I'm chilling. I'm about to fucking have. I went from seven cars and I'll go down to three cars, which is great, you know? And um, actually eight fucking cars. I'm not counting the minivan. So going on, I said, look, this is gonna be a better thing. I'll daily drive the track hawk. You know, 
Um, my wife still got a fucking two hundred thousand dollar car. She's good. You know, we got an Escalade coming in later. That the first one, and I got an SF ninety coming in. My wife would trade the car in for that. Boom. I'm gonna be straight. This is the time for me to drive this motherfucking hypercar. It's time finally. Let me do this. I'm not gonna post it on social. I'm talking about it on the podcast because it's a different audience. And um, so we finally agree on the deal on the number on fr- uh, Thursday. Friday morning, I start trying to get this fucking deal put together. And I'm sorry, Thursday, we get the, we get the number right. Thursday and try to put the deal together. The bank that I'm using is in the East Coast. And um, some of you guys are probably listening saying, how come you didn't just buy the car cash? Um, I have not bought a car cash in a long time. It is the stupidest fucking thing in the world. Even the dealers that I speak to, they don't, they don't you know, it's just stupid. Um, with Ferrari, I have such an amazing rapport with Ferrari that they've given me a $2 million credit line. I could go get a fucking $2 million car from Ferrari, no problem. I get it at 1.75 APR, the most insane finance rate the best rates ever you could ever imagine with little down and everything else and like um for the gtc i just wanted a lower payment so i put more money down but i've had an amazing history with ferrari since 2004 my portfolio with them is great but this is not a ferrari and now we look like we might be going that direction in a little bit i don't know yet let's not jump to conclusions but basically it got to a situation where this bank was telling me they had a deal for me and I was like, all right, cool, beautiful. It was like a fucking, it was, it was, I'm being transparent. Um, I was agreeing on 250 grand down. I think after tax and fees and everything, it was about 300,000 out of my pocket. All right, beautiful, boom. Then my payments were gonna be right around nine grand a month. Beautiful, fantastic. I'd be saving money and this and that. The only thing that would kill me was that insurance might've been a little bit higher, okay? Working on this deal, they're working on it, boom. Somehow, some way, um, they get my tax return late because on 19, I was delayed because of uh, COVID and everything else. I've taken advantage. I've taken full advantage of every benefit and every little thing you can take advantage of, except unemployment. It's the only thing. And I didn't accept any, um, I didn't get any of the, the assistant. I didn't get no fucking assistance, nothing. But I did take deferred payments on things and whatever. Um, going on and going forward, I was told I was approved. And I said, look, man, I had a certain amount of time to get this car because the quick strike was on Saturday. I wanted to pull up to the quick strike in it. It had been a Father's Day gift to myself. It was going to be a situation where I was going to pull up to this motherfucker in the hypercar, clowning, fucking beautiful. The options, the spec, it, this thing was one of a kind. It was insane. Um, it was number three out of the build. So if you already know, when you think of like LaFerrari, P1, uh, fucking Senna, fucking 918, you think any hypercars are the main ones, you think it's number three. So this was just, this thing was tits, right? And it was just, it was laid out, beautiful. Last minute, I'm starting to stress this dude out. I'm like, bro, it's one o'clock. I have a tow truck outside ready to pick up my pista. I have everything ready. I have a check ready to go. You know, I'm ready to fucking send you a fucking wire to get this going what the fuck is good? They need to have a fucking uh, level, level of approval and this and that. I get the fucking owner involved. We're getting a whole mess situation. It was literally I, the night on Thursday night. I didn't even tell you guys this. Oh, actually, I couldn't have. Thursday night, I was tossing and turning. The last time I slept like that, that bad, was when I spent two nights in jail. I have never slept like that. I couldn't stop thinking about this car. And it was crazy because I was like, why, why did this get to me? And I just got so caught up in the deal. I want this to happen. I could have went with the first bank and made it happen, 
But no, I wanted to go with my friend who's been loyal and been taking care of me. So I don't even want to want to say anything bad about nothing. It's just the deal fell apart. As we're speaking right now, I probably have some text messages from the bank and from anything else. They couldn't get the deal done that fast. All right. I don't know how. And I'm like, bro, I have every single bit. I sent you my bank statements. Look, you've seen statements. You see what kind of money's in there. You see my credit. You see what my credit cards look like, what my homes look like, what my cars. Like it was just crazy. So I had to get on the phone with 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 the dealership and everything. And I feel bad. This has never happened ever. Not once. Out of the 40 luxury and exotic cars I've had in the last 15 years, this has never happened. Not ever. Not not even once. And again, Yes, man, up to this date, the most expensive car I've ever had was like $670,000, whatever. And this was, you know, double that. Still, never happened. And because of COVID and what's going on, banks are being way different. I'm seeing fucking millionaires. I'm sorry, $150, $200 million worth net worth people getting like shit and not getting deals or whatever. So something could happen today, you know, by the end of the day or maybe by tomorrow. I don't know. But what I do know is that the deal fell apart. And um, at that point, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go buy that fucking Vacheron watch that I wanted, blah, blah. Now, that was fucking stupid. I was going to go buy a fucking $1.8 million watch. Stupid as fuck. I slapped myself. I ended up donating some money to a Korean kids center that enriches children in all kinds of after school activities. And it funded a lot of stuff. You know, hopefully I can build the gym in that, in the situation. Um, with that said, for Father's Day, I took care of my father-in-law. He has uh, been by my side since day one. I've always taken care of my mother-in-law so well. She's amazing. She's done so much for me. But I've never really, like I give my father-in-law the tickets to the Seahawks games. We fly, you know, I'll take care of him here and there. We do certain things, but never like a substantial monetary gift. And I wanted to give him something big and it was like, boom, and he was very grateful and he, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. I think he was very uh, loss of words. And um, I took care of uh, one of my old friends who I did hear from another close friend of mine who I went to church with when I was a kid that he was doing really bad. And so... Um, I was maxed on my Venmo and uh, I zelled him, um, you know, some money and, and it was the most I could send. And uh, he reached out and, and it was too much for me to read. It was way too much. He was too thankful and it was just, it, it was enough. It, it put me in an emotional situation. But anyways, so the deal didn't go through. And sometimes it's just a blessing that didn't happen because now not getting what I want is, uh, is a blessing in disguise. Right? I'm still so thankful for everything that I have in my life. It's fucking amazing. How could I complain about anything? It's it's just really crazy about the situation that I'm in and the position I'm in. And again, by never by no accident. So back to the quick strike. I pull up, um, shot to my boy Tim. He pulls up Chemical Method. He pulls up in his Vitesse. And uh, I think that's at least a three or $4 million car now. And he had a banana fucking on the floor of it. It was hilarious. But one of the dopest things was you know, you get to meet these people and cars bring people together and you see these things and people are like, you know, they look at you a certain way. And I'm just like, look, man, I'm blessed to be in a pista. You know, at one point my car was like 600 grand, 580, whatever, boom. And, you know, I, I didn't pay that much for it, but it was good. And Amir at Ferrari always takes care of me. He's a good dude. He's working on a fucking ridiculously crazy deal, which is now I'm going over my head. Now, it doesn't mean I can't afford it. I'm just saying I'm just nothing. I didn't want to spend this. Um, had a conversation with one of my business partners 
if I didn't have Kaya and I just had London Ryder, I would have had a LaFerrari in 2017. I wouldn't even thought twice about it. I would have just bought it. Boom, it had been done. But because I had Kaya, you know, it obviously it uh, it makes me think about how much I have to put aside for her and everything else for her life. But back to Quick Strike again, pull up, usual suspects. Uh, shout out to my boy Rob Wang for putting everything together. I'm part of the PML family. I'm one of the five OG members of PML, Platinum Motorsport Lifestyle. But, you know, I'm always going to be platinum. And, you know, we had a good time. We rolled out from there to Orange County. I did not make it to Orange County. Something had happened on the way to Orange County. Not to me. I won't say it. But I turned around in Long Beach. But as I turned around, I came back in Hollywood. And I'm hitting some corners. I jump on the 101 from the 110. I go up, hit the 101. I'm smashing. I see this car following me. I'm like, who the fuck? And people follow me all the time. And I see this Cadillac uh, CTSV follow me. That's a fast car. You know, I'm smashing through cars, Swiss cheese, smashing, going 135, 140 at like 940 in the morning. So there's like, there's cars on the road and I'm Swiss cheese and do shit. And I see this car and I'm like, oh no, this dude's a, and I was like, I think I know who this kid is. Boom. I slow down and this kid takes a few pictures of me. I think he had some video. He had a crazy panoramic 11 foot GoPro fucking drone. I don't know how what the fuck he had going on, but he had everything you could think of. Next thing I know, he tags me in the picture he took. And I swear to God, I've had some of the most amazing rollers taken by my boy Cameron Ford, a couple other guys, some of the really big early on um, Instagram car shooters. Um, what's that dude? I am Ted, whatever. But some really big photographers have taken pictures of my cars. This kid, Soren Swift, S-O-R-E-N Swift, 11-year-old kid, has hands down taken the best rolling shot of any car I've ever been in in my entire life. This kid, I'm going to frame this picture somewhere in my house it is fucking phenomenal. It is salute to you, bro. Salute to your dad, Hunter Swift. And it's going to go on all these car pages. It's been going everywhere. It's fucking crazy. Um, this is the part of the show where people are going to complain because they don't fucking believe it exists. But look, man, listen to you fucking idiots and OC. Okay. And you know what? Fuck that. Let's get into Jackass of the Week. Jackass. I don't know this fucking dumbass's name. Okay. But this dumbass went to a Trump rally and had the nerve to say that his good friend had got COVID-19 and died. And then his good friend who died from COVID-19, his son got COVID-19 and was sick as fuck and literally was on a ventilator and they went to the hospital and saw him without a mask and everything. And there's like, oh, we believe COVID is real. But he said that he thinks that they're pushing the agenda that the government, they don't know what to believe in. Miles, man, can you pull that up real quick? Can you just please, just, just real quick, this is the jackass of the week, 100%. I personally don't. I know COVID is real. Uh, we had a friend who died from COVID, and um, and his uh, son was uh, on a ventilator. He almost died, so we know it's real. But then at the same time, uh, you know, you don't know what's the facts, you know, because you feel like maybe one side plays it one way and the other side plays it another. So me personally, I don't really know, but I do know this, that even the ones that are very concerned about COVID, when we spent time with them last five days, they were they were interacting without their masks, normal. Yeah, jackass. So look, man, people in Orange County have lost their fucking minds, all right? Javier's one of my favorite fucking spots to eat at, like I said, Motherfuckers got 
15 cases there. They shut the fucking place down. It's not a fucking joke right now. The virus is not fucking playing games, okay? You guys have to understand, COVID is not going away anytime soon. Encore Beach Club had to shut down. They opened up. They're not fucking taking that risk and getting lawsuits and everything. The fact that so many people out there really don't get it is crazy to me, okay? Look, when one of you people actually do get it or someone that you love gets it and you see them in pain, I want you to wonder if it was worth it to go out, okay? And this is coming from somebody who laid in the cut for months, for years, who was broke and had nothing to do but stay home and play video games because I didn't have the money to go out, all right? And I ate ramen for fucking a year straight, okay? I had to resort to doing come-ups and licks and illegal activity, which I'm not even fucking proud of, all right? Shit is getting out of control, though, okay? And you guys have to fucking chill out on this fucking being out and look, it's, they mandated, it's, it's a law now, you gotta wear a mask, you can't be out there like a jackass, okay, racism, again, man, I, it's, this the hangings, this shit is getting crazy, the, the noose being hung up in Bubba fucking, in Bubba's fucking locker, NASCAR, like, come on, man, this is getting crazy, the police shit is getting crazy, yo, man, 2020 is a fucked up ass year, but I still try my best to, like, sprinkle some, I try to pour some truff sauce, you know what I'm saying, onto something shitty, all right, because I already know I can't just always use the best sauce only on best foods, you know, sometimes I need to throw that extra oomph, you know, because I need to get the nasty taste out of my mouth, and you know, when I say like, like when I'm eating my bad fucking McDonald's meal or something, I might throw truff on a motherfucking sausage muffin, you know, don't judge me, and that's what I'm doing in 2020. You know, it's crazy because I've been saving for a long time, even though, you know, I was going to buy a fucking million dollar or over million dollar hypercar. That doesn't mean I haven't been saving for way more than that. I still believe in the theory that, you know, and this is a business podcast. Look, man, when I get a check, when I make something, 80% of that money doesn't exist anymore. It went somewhere completely away. It's tucked. So I spent 20 of it, which pretty much means... If I can't buy something five times over off that one thing, then I'm not going to get it, you know? So I've just been saving. And um, 2020 has been a fucked up year. And the crazy part is I think 2021 will be worse. So all this saving I'm doing now is just for that. Everything I'm preparing for is preparing for that, okay? But look, man, let's get into the hobby real quick. This is really important. This is a very big week. This is a fucking huge week, all right? My Derek Jeter card is dropping this Thursday. There'll be a Thursday episode to talk about it, but this is to prepare you because by the time my episode drops on Thursday, my card will already be out. All right, listen, for everybody that has been looking at this game, like all oh, dances up and down, this is not no short-term game. All right, yes, there's a quick buck to be made in the hobby, but if you are just brand new to it, don't look at ending auctions on eBay to determine what these cards are worth. That is not it. People are like, well, what else is it? You're not getting the game, man. This is a long-term run. People are trying to complete sets. People want an entire set of 20 of Ben Baller's cards. You know, the autograph game is dope. You want to know why? Do you want to know why? I'll tell you why, motherfucker. Because this Wednesday, all right, this Wednesday, PSA is authenticating my autograph, all right? And then from there, I'm going to get so my cards graded. I'm going to get a couple cards graded and I'm going to sign them and now have the first probably 9.5 and the first 10 autographed 
authenticated by PSA and autograph authenticated by PSA. All right. So look, I got my Derek Jeter card dropping on Thursday. Okay. That is Thursday is June 25th. All right. The captain, Mr. November's birthday is June 26th. It's a very big fucking day. The captain's birthday. Now I have something very special that's going on that I still haven't mentioned yet. Some of you guys think it's a chain. It's not the chain, even though the chain is a big deal. I got a lot of anxiety about this release. This is for sure. Without a single doubt in my mind, this is going to be the biggest card of my entire set. Will it sell more than 100,000 cards? I don't know. I don't care either. This is going to be, as far as the magnitude, I don't give a fuck about Mike Trout. I'm sorry, man. This is the biggest card of my entire set. It just happens to be dropping on his birthday week on the actual day too. Well, the first day is the day before his birthday. And then we get to celebrate the second day of the release of the card on his actual birthday, which is dope. Now, again, I am giving a five-figure dollar value, 18-karat yellow gold, Derek Dieter number two chain away. All right. If the print run becomes 35,000, 60,000, 100,000, 17,000, 200,000 cards, I don't know. All I do know is that this is my biggest card. This is no joke. This is the one that you want to keep. This ain't the one that you want to resell or anything. This is the one you want to have one to keep. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to tell you this is a historical card for my collection. This is the one. This is the captain. Shot my boy Nick Turturro, famous actor, brother of legendary famous actor John Turturro. Nicky Turturro is probably the biggest uh, Yankee fan I know in the world. He's helped me out with a lot of things there. Um, along with the Derek Jeter chain that's going to drop, there's going to be a 1-1 gold card in there randomly thrown in. There's going to be 10 Jeter autograph cards that are randomly thrown in. This is a huge fucking deal. All right, guys. This is my biggest fucking card. Not to disrespect Griffey because Griffey shit is dope and that's going to be towards the end. And I do have a private signing with Griffey coming up. Um, shout out to Mill Creek Sports in Seattle, Washington. You already know. Mad love. And um, my website, bbdtc.com, right? That is a website that I bought the domain. I decided to spend some bread on it. I said, fuck it. I dropped some jeans on it. And I have that website. And... Um, I decided that it's just going to be a site that sells a lot of cool shit. I'm not going to have a lot of random information on there. Not as of right now, I don't think I have a podcast for that. But I just designed my Ben Ball Did the Chain lighters. So lighters should be coming in two weeks or less. And I'll have my lighters on there. Um, they're fucking dope. I, I love lighters. I collect lighters. But I'm going to have that. The tees should be coming around the same amount of time too. I'm going to be doing two sets of tees. One will be a behind the baller tee. Um, for the podcast, and then I'll have another one that's bombarded the card tee. So there's always going to be a white tee and a black tee, and there's going to be two different variations. So there'll be four tees total. Um, hope you guys enjoy the merch side of the, of the website. For those of you who bought Ricky Henderson cards, they will be shipped out this week. Um, in fact, uh, my assistant Sean shipped out the one five autograph cards that you bought. Shipped them out today as we speak. So those should be going getting to you any day now. Um, the one of 50 cards we've shipped out, I think 15, I think we're still expecting more to come in again. My doc Gooding cards are coming in this week, but I'm going to wait at least a few days before I figure things out because what I'm doing is 
I am providing the Doc Gooden cards. I am providing the one of five and the one of 50, and then we're going to sell them. And then I might even have Doc Gooden sign a few of them, and that'd be a special thing that we're doing. So uh, I'll figure that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm having a great time with the hobby. But yeah, man, this is just, it's just a, such a smooth website. It's just the bare minimum. And uh, I'm excited to fucking have, uh, you know, these different things like where I have the hobby shit, I have my merch. And then in fact, you know what? I'm going to be putting up a random area, okay, where I'm going to sell shit like my personal jewelry. Thinking about putting up my Kobe Bryant chain for sale. It's obviously a very high ticket item, but we'll see what happens and um, put it up for sale. And uh, I'm going to definitely donate a good portion of it to the Mamba Sports Academy. And uh, that'd be dope. And I have some other random pieces of jewelry that I just don't wear anymore, so why not just sell it and shit? Um, I'm going to put some cause stuff up, maybe some bear from time to time. But you know what? I had, Speaking of cause, I did my eBay auction for this thing. And it's funny because early on, it was at a steal. And then it went up to a super high number, and people were like, fuck this, I don't buy it. So I had shill bidders, I had fake bidders. And the auction, I had a fucking deadbeat who didn't come through. Now, on the second time around, the actually, auction actually ended barely at you know, a little bit over what, you know, market price is. And one hour before the auction ends, this dude bids and he goes ghost. I even messaged him. I was like, listen, are you going to bid? Because I was going to cancel him. And his name is Gian, Gian or Gian, G-I-A-N. I I think it's Gian, right? Or Gian. Melito, M-E-L-I-T-O from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, scumbag. Hey, dumb fuck. I don't know if that's even an alias because I Googled the fucking name. But listen, don't be a fucking loser. I don't be a fucking dumb shit. Um, I'm going to put some cause toys on here and they'll be fair market rate. Obviously, when you the, the thing is, you get them from me. So you know that I've been through the author, you know, authentication beyond. I'm a friend of causes. I'm one of the biggest fucking or the most well-known cause collectors there is. These are just ones that I just don't have the space for anymore, right? But there'll be random things here and there that I'm going to put on the website, bbdtc.com. And... Um, you know, my personal assistant's been working his ass off. And uh, the reason why he's been around for so long is that, and I think about this, with anybody I'm friends with that I actually speak to and everything, whether it be homicide or some other boys, it is really hard to be around anybody that doesn't have any inspiration to move up in life, okay? Like, the ones who are totally comfortable at where they are and they're not really doing so well. I, I can't, it's just something about, we just we just ain't gonna vibe right, you know? You just have to be somebody who wants to do more in life, that wants to do better, that wants to level up and wants to make more money. And when I say that, I say that because, look, man, I'm not trying to be around people that aren't gonna win with me and not take care of them. Like, I don't wanna go eat somewhere that's dope, and not just because I can pay for it, I don't want to go anywhere that they can't pay for it either. So if I'm going somewhere and we're going to eat a fucking $200 meal each, I want it to be nothing for you too because I helped you get there or whatever the fuck it was. Or you were motivated to get there. I just, it's hard for me to be around people who don't see those type of things, you know? And I just I just wanted to say that, man. It's just, that's just something about me, you know, and I see people around me and some people like, oh, I can't do that. Bro, you were the wrong person. And it's not about money so much. It's just, you could go out there and make money in the pandemic. I was talking to one of my friends, man, and she started an OnlyFans page and she ain't even getting nude. And she's not like, she's not really, how do you say this? 
A lot of people are like, oh man, fuck that. That's why it's, you're only supposed to do that side if, you, if you're getting nude. I mean, says who? You know, she's out there doing other shit and she's just figuring out a way to market it. You know, one of my boys, he was on Tinder and he wasn't even fucking out there trying to fuck bitches. He was just out there social media, like you networking, getting just, he was hustling everything, all kinds of shit. Nightclub, fucking tables, everything. But I'm just saying, man, if you're not doing well in life, and I'm sorry, look, man, I'm going to say a low number. And for some of you people, be like, oh, man, that's way more than I make. Look, just to live a life to where you can go to the movies every so often, go to a nice dinner every so often, go on a vacation once a year, you got to make over 100 grand. And that's just to drive, you know, I don't know, 500 to $800 car payment, you know, maybe have a $3,000 a month rent, uh, rental plan, I don't know, apartment or some shit. Look, man, if you're making less than 100 grand a year, I don't. I don't see how you could be content. And again, begging and asking people for money—that ain't. That ain't. That ain't it. There's. There's ways to make paper, man. There's ways. It may have to be start small. And you know, I don't know, man. There's a lot of ways. We'll get into that. I, I think one of my next guests that I want to have is somebody definitely who came from slanging shit on the street. And I ain't talking about drugs. I'm talking about t-shirts and talking about candy and talking about um, anything. Who's even used the platform in a more recent? You know, like since Instagram started. You know, it's just something I want to do. Another thing I want to do is, even though shit could have a second wave, if there is no second wave, and I'm just wishful thinking, in October, I do want to do some live podcast shows, probably San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, maybe New York, I don't know. But the three areas where I have the biggest fan bases, um, maybe Seattle, I'm not sure. But I know in LA, I could probably sell out somewhere and have 200, 300 people show up, you know, do some signings, do some things. But I want to do a live podcast show. Miles and Jordan specialize in those things. They've been doing it with Michael Rapport for a long time. So that's one thing I really want to do. I'd love to do um, a couple cities in California. And um, look, before we end the show, I'm not even going to get into the Trump rally and how fucking stupid this guy is. How he says he's going to have a million people. And fucking jackass had 6,200 people show up to his thing. Don't start telling me it was because of COVID. If it was because of COVID, none of you motherfucking Trump supporters believe COVID is fucking dangerous anyway. So that's bullshit. It wasn't the Black Lives Matters protesters. It wasn't Antifa. They showed the fucking area. There was only one area that had like, you know, a good amount of protesters. They weren't stopping anybody from doing shit. It was fucking dead. All right, man, to put it in perspective, if for those of you who are older, if you watch the Equalizer, Equalizer one, that one black dude, he in that worked in that Home Depot spot, asked Denzel and he said, Hey, what'd you do before you worked here? And he said, I used to be a pip. He said, You were a pimp? He said, I didn't say a pimp, I said a pip. Like Gladys Knight and the Pips. That was her group. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like um not Wu Tang clan. What was it like? You wouldn't understand Hell Melvin and Blue Notes. Like Prince and the Revolution. All right, for some of you guys who are older, younger, I don't know if you're big Prince fans, but the Revolution was his band. All right. The Pips were her backup singers and backup dancers and stuff for Gladys Knight. The fucking Pips pre-COVID sold more tickets than Trump did at that exact arena, okay? John Tesh, who used to be a fucking host of Entertainment Tonight, sold more tickets, all right? Sha-na-na. I'm not even going to tell you who that fucking is. Just Google Sha-na-na. This is something from my childhood. I didn't even fucking know they existed. They sold more tickets. It is fucking pathetic. I don't want to hear shit 
from nobody. It is just fucking sad. The dude used racist fucking tactics during his fucking speech. Dude is fucking completely pathetic. You know, I really thought that he had a landslide win, even though I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden. It's not about Joe Biden. I want you guys to understand this. It's not about Joe Biden. It's anybody but Trump. Okay. And with that said, I appreciate you guys tuning in for another weekend wrap up. I love you guys. Thank you a million times for all the Father's Day wishes, for the support and everything. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend about Behind the Baller podcast. We got a big week coming up. I told you this Derek Jeter shit is no joke. I'm going to figure out some other cool giveaways to interact with the fans of the podcast. But you know what time it is. Uh, Lakey, what's up, dog? You had a good Father's Day? Oh, that's right. You're not a dad. I'm fucking with you, bro. All right, homie. LL, take us home, homie.